You're listening to the Bugcast, broadcasting from Studio B, from the heart of WBUG. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bugcast. Actually, it's only episode four. Uh, Feels like we've been doing this for a while, but um, actually for about a month now we've been doing this uh, weekly. And... uh, Last week's episode, we had special guest Geo, and we talked a little bit about collecting and getting into different uh, different ways you can get into different analog media and some of the sacrifices that you may or may not have to make uh, as it pertains to um, the actual collecting and, and things. Um and we talked about, you know, getting started for the beginner. You know, we we kind of went with a the theme that uh, maybe you're a high school or college kid. Uh, some of you younger folks out there want to dive into this early. Um, be perfectly honest, that's probably where you'll, you're going to be. Because if you're a Gen X or like Geo and I, um, you would have already established your collection or your interest years ago, most of the time. Um, me personally, I've ever since I was a teenager, middle school, you know, um, that kind of thing. I've always just had something going on as far as the analog community. I hate that word community, but, um, yeah, ever since, you know, uh, middle school, uh, 14, 15 or so, uh, right around when I started actually playing guitar and I wanted to hear how I was progressing and, um, you know, I've always had some way to record it and I didn't really have a great computer back then because great computers didn't exist yet. So, uh, that was always a challenge, but, uh, so that was another reason uh, so two things my teenage years was famous for. Um, a nine-inch black and white television that I had received. My grandmother had given me. She used to keep that TV on her porch uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, it was UHF and VHF. It was, had the two knobs and the rabbit ears. I didn't have cable in my room when I was a teenager. Um, you know, I can only get over-the-air television. And um, I had that. Uh, I had that television, and uh, it was black and white. And it was really good television. I eventually had given it up uh, years later. Um, but, um, yeah, that, uh, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And the second thing I was famous for was having some kind of record player or tape machine. Um, sometimes I had both some, you know, and I was always trying to trade for better, you know, because, um, my McDonald's job only paid me $68 every two weeks. It was a part-time after-school deal, um, which I didn't keep, but uh, my senior year in high school, uh, just it was, I needed something much more substantial than that. Um, but anyway, that was a, it was a job, and I was glad to do it. And uh, 
I have not worked fast food since, and I will not work fast food if at all possible. And uh, that that's that. So, uh, moving forward, that conversation went rather well for those of you who have heard it. Um, I kind of feel like um, we covered a lot of ground there. I kind of wanted to do that topic in a conversational kind of way um, so that you kind of feel like you're part of the conversation. It's just not me projecting your into your imagination. You kind of know how he feels about things as a newbie. Um, because, you know, Geo does want to get into it. Um, he's just very limited with his space. So, um, that's a little recap. The news, uh, the news will be a little later. Um, I'm, I do have a, um, cue that I'm following. So I try to keep the timing of these segments tight. Uh, even though they kind of sound random and they are, uh, for, you know, it's part of my therapy doing this uh to kind of just do random um i do i kind of think right after i record the show um and get the production and everything going um i kind of think about what i want to talk about on the next show (laughs) excuse me and um you know, uh kind of wanna just talk about uh I think about what, what I'm gonna be talking about on the next show. And uh right after that show was put together, um I recorded each segment separately at different times. Uh, because, you know, Gio and I are trying to get a lot of other things done and uh I could I didn't have time to just sit down and record the whole show at once. So uh this show here it's going to be a lot easier production-wise. Um, so uh, this week, uh, this week I kind of feel like talking about uh, a website, uh, which is kind of unusual because it's not a website, just strictly, uh, excuse me, I do these episodes late at night and uh, sometimes it's not a good idea, so just bear with me. Um, it's a website that is not just about music, but it has a large section of it dedicated to music. And not only music, anything recorded, old radio programs, um, and the special thing about it is um, a record format known as the RPM that it spins at, the 78s. Um, nowadays, records, the 12-inch records, the platter, well, not the platter, but the disc, uh, your 12-inch vinyls will spin at 33.5 RPM. And a very well calibrated phonograph will play, uh, will spin its platter where the the, the records actually placed uh, at exactly thirty three and a half RPM. Um, the number thirty three is known in audio circles as the magic number. Um, it appears everywhere in media, um, everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. The number 33 is 
Uh, it could mean different things, but it's a red flag when you see it. When you see the number red, uh, 33, um, it's it's almost like a Fibonacci thing, but it's not. It's just one of those, it's just the magic number. Like 42 is for certain Douglas Adams fans. Um, the number 33 is, is just everywhere. And once you hear this, uh, the Streisand effect will kick in and you'll, you'll hear it everywhere or see it everywhere. Um, the smaller single record spins at 45 RPM. And uh, that is not a magic number by any by any measurement you look at. But uh, I'm not. I have to get back to it. But uh, we'll 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 cover cylinders in depth down the road. Uh, there's still a lot to cover about the Edison phonograph, or as y'all say in the UK, the gramophone. Um. But before they spun at 78 RPM, the record players, the phonographs, uh, would spin at 78 RPM. It's a lot faster. Um, in tape, faster means better. Uh, but in records, it doesn't necessarily. Um, they kind of seem to have found the sweet spot at 33 and a half um, to that exact calibration um and it's uh amazing to me that the website that i'm fixing to disclose has every single 78 record ever pressed and it's all archived digitally but um it's all archived most of it has been restored as much as possible to a clarity that um you know, to the best clarity possible. And uh, this is remarkable to me because uh, as a amateur archivist, uh, I find that uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in these uh, in these archives. And I will go ahead and reveal the name, archive.org. Archive.org has been around for 25 years. It's celebrating its 25th year right now. And it has been around almost as long as the modern Internet. And uh, it does exactly what it says it does. It, it is an archive. And everything... Under the sun, photos, movies, TV, pictures, newspapers, documents, everything's archived, everything. If I was an alien coming down from outer space and I wanted one place to go to to understand humanity, it would be archive.org. And... uh <laughs> That would be uh, that would be the single place where you you could just find everything. Um, 
Something that I do uh, on occasion just for sheer entertainment is I will go look up old recordings of radio shows. Um, They had radio shows before, obviously. They had television shows, and uh, they would act out entire, you know, entire stories, Um, usually half an hour or so. Um, and you can find all this on archive.org and, uh, there's, like I said, it's hard to navigate, uh, but once you figure it out, once you figure out how it works and you unlock the code, uh, a plethora, a plethora from everything around the world is available to you. And if I'm not mistaken, if you, if it's on archive.org, it's copyright exempt. Um, I could be mistaken, but most most of it, like all the 78 records, um, all that is in the public domain. If, if you use that copy of it, if you have a derivative work or whatnot, and it'll tell you what license it is. It'll tell you when you look up the... The um the nugget, if you will, if it's copyrighted, and if it is, what kind of copyright you've got there? Um, I know there are some licenses out there, the Creative Commons with the copyleft uh, license attached. A lot of that, ah, excuse me, a lot of that is there, and um, it's really uh. I know I stammer stir a lot. It's just my brain's working faster than than I can speak right now. It's just a really good archive. And uh, one of the things, and you can download it all too um, via various formats. Uh, One of the things I was going to uh, talk to you all about is um, I've got, I'm going to look it up here real quick, but I've got somewhat of an archive of both copyrighted and non-commercial stuff here. So, um, let's see here. Uh, I've got a folder where some of this archive stuff is. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay. Um. Let's see. I can't find. Been a miscellaneous. No. Well, I have a. I have a great, great, great uh, storage. Um, Of some of this stuff. But anyway, I, I can't find it right now, unfortunately. So sorry about that little distraction there. Uh, one of the things I've kind of was listening to is the FBI files. It was uh, a radio program that was, uh, I think it ran for 10 years from like 35 to 45 or so, right before TV came out. And uh, one of the most fascinating things about it is... They're all stories that are literally grabbed from 
the FBI files and is the predecessor to the famous television show Dragnet. And uh, some of these files are like, God, this really happened? And they're not dramatizations. They're they're reenactments. They they just make a script and add characters to each each part of the script. And one story was about these German POWs that uh, were held here in America, and uh, there were two of them. They escaped, and uh, I forget exactly where they escaped from, but I never knew this story. It was so fascinating. They, um, they, they tried to play it off as being American. And of course they used this story as propaganda because this was during World War II or shortly after I have to go back and look at the year. But it it was just so fascinating. They used it as propaganda, but this, this was a true story. They had dug a hole in the middle of their encampment. And uh, escaped through the hole and uh, left, and they got uh, they uh, they they got really far away. They spoke good English, but they had this German accent, so they were trying to be like really quiet and everything. And it was just fascinating to me how uh, America is a big country; Germany is not. And uh, I don't know where they thought they were going to go. I mean, how, how you, I mean, that they they got caught, and uh, it's like, where where are you going to go? Where you where are you going to go? You speak with a German accent. You've got no no way of coming across as American. You don't act American. You don't look American. Uh, you don't understand our culture. And you you look out of place. How can you finally pull that off? And it was just hilarious because they were they were on a farm, and uh, they went to a diner first. And they, the folks that worked at the diner were like, you know, yeah, that that they kind of act suspicious there. I don't know what that's all about. But they uh, wound up on this farm, and. Uh, Dude was like the the farmer was like yeah that uh, that guy's acting all weird with my son you know trying to ask him all kind of questions and this that and the other thing and I didn't like him from the get go and it was very interesting but anyway you can find all these recordings on uh, archive dot org and uh, it's like literally just. Everything, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about here, um, you know, because uh, if you've got a hard drive or a thumb drive or something, you can download quite a few of these. Well, if you listen to music or if you listen to anything like I do, but you know, you could go on your phone and download some of these episodes, and uh. It's just really amazing. And like I said, it's not just radio programs. It's news. So it's like going back in time and listening to news that was going on. And if you're doing any kind of research like I do and you want to like just fact check what was going on or just know what was going on or 
It's like, hey, what was what was America like, or what was the world like in this point in time, going all the way back to recorded history almost. Um, definitely the entirety of the 20th century. Uh, magazine advertisements, magazine covers, uh, everything, everything you can possibly think that would be archived, and it grows every day. There's an entire Library of Congress has a section there. Uh, universities have sections there where, you know, they upload entire contents of their libraries. Like, hey, we've digitized our library. Boom. Archive.org. So there's many, 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 many free books that you can get and read digitally. And uh, I just want you all to check that out. I really do, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to the news here, and uh, we'll be back. And now for the news. All right, uh, let's see. We got the news here. Y'all know how I do this by now. I haven't even looked at regular news uh, all week, which. Kind of depressing if you ask me, but hey. All right, let's see. What is in the news? I'm going to use a different uh, source this time. All right, I'm going to try not to use Google, so. Uh, we'll go entertainment. No, 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 no. Music news. It's a difference. Okay. Um. All right, there's something I didn't know about. I don't. I don't know this dude. I didn't know that he was canceled. And uh, oh, well, okay. Well, I'll read you all the headline. This is from Deadline. dot com. Um. Morgan Wallen on comeback trail from cancel culture will release new single. Country singer Morgan Wallen, whose career imploded when he was caught on tape making a racial... Oh, see, that I'm not cool with. Um, obviously, it depends on the racial slur, but it's probably the racial slur that you can't say. Um, and... I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that word. I'm not I'm not cool with the N-word at all. And uh I'm not cool with black people using the N-word. Um I think it's one word we just need to abolish from the English vocabulary and just be done with it because um I understand why black people use the word, but You've got white kids trying to um, infiltrate the black culture, and they hear this word, and they feel like they can use this word. Some black people are cool with it, as long as it's not meant the way, you know, but I'm, I, just, I just think it just carries too much weight. And there's no other word in the world that carries as much weight as that word, and Rightfully so. I mean, we we like to talk about we're getting past racism, and uh, we are past it. Um, 
<laughs> we we are, and this isn't a political channel, and I'm not our podcast, and I'm not here to preach to anybody. But um, what people outside the U.S. and a lot of people in the U.S. need to understand is that racism, as far as white people go. Is 99.9% stamped out. You've got a few ignorant assholes out there that that are going to think the way they think. But that racism pendulum has swung the other way. And racism is not right. Because you have a color of your skin, red, white, blue, you know, uh, doesn't give you the right. To, to utilize any form of racism. And I'm taking a big risk and throwing that out there. I'm going to keep this about music. In fact, I'm not even going to cover this topic. Um, it's, it's, it's not that it's too controversial and I'm, I'm walking away from controversy. It's just not what this show's about. It's not what this podcast is about. And I'm not going to make it about that. Um, I'd rather just talk about music news and uh, just keep it at that. Okay, now that I've lost what few audience members I have, um, okay, you know what, man, uh, The music industry is rife with political uh, it's okay. Um we'll talk a little bit about this and then I'm I'm I've got opinions. Uh, okay. All right, I'm I'm going to tell you the story, and then I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the story. And there's a lot wrong with it. Now, you got to remember, I'm not hip to pop artists. I'm not hip to who's popular out there right now. A lot of these names, I don't know. A lot of these names, I've never heard a single song or piece of work they've done. Um, I like what I like, and I like who I like. And I don't follow charts, and I don't follow popularity. In fact, if I'm on YouTube, and I see three or four videos, and I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to watch or not, I'll usually go with the one that has the least amount of views. And that's just me. I want to find what's interesting and exciting. It's not necessarily mainstream. And um, that's a little, little little preface to to where we're going to go here because what I'm going to say after needs context and uh, I just feel like it does and so here's the story Iggy Azalea Azalea no clue who she is looks like Katy Perry looks like Taylor Swift looks like Miley Cyrus uh, looks like all of them but she um let 
And the fact that this article was written by somebody named Mini Mini Minyavon Burke bothers me. Whoever named their kid Minyavon, uh, y'all need y'all y'all need slapped. Um, you, that is the most ridiculous name I've ever heard. I guarantee you that person is under twenty five. But anyway, she's a rapper. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Okay, I didn't even know that. I'm thinking here, I'm putting her with Taylor Swift. And okay, okay, so she's a rapper. Uh, she's a little blonde-headed white girl, and she's a rapper. And um, she she's going to rap about the street and how gangster she is. Okay, all right. Like I said, never heard anything. I'm making assumptions here. But she's calling on record labels to prioritize the mental health of their musicians by hiring psychologists. That's all I'm going to say about this. I mean, that's all I'm going to read from this article. There's nothing more I need to read. That's all you need to know. She's calling on record companies. Or, in the words of Minnie Gone, uh... She's calling on labels to prioritize the mental health. Okay, first of all, um, there are people that are getting thrown in the spotlight who are way too young for it these days. Uh, too many people, and it started with Justin Bieber. He, uh, he was famous too young. And you should not, well, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't. It started with, uh, and we'll talk about her, it started with Britney Spears. That's where it started from. And you want to talk about somebody's mental health, it is because she received so much fame too soon. And that all the blame falls on her parents. I've, I've, I've been following that case for a long time, ever since the 90s. Okay, I've not been, I've been a fan of Britney Spears, but I've also not been a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of her as a person. I'm just not a fan of her music. I always felt bad for her because I knew what she was going through whenever she was being dragged through the mud by the media. I understood what was going on with Britney Spears. And uh, you, you go from trailer park to treasure at her age with her parents being ignorant you know her parents aren't business people her parents didn't engineer uh, a star they happened upon it okay it just so happens their daughter just so happens to be talented okay at a very young age and disney's to blame here too I've been on Disney's ass for quite a while. I'm not a fan of Disney or any of the, I quit watching Star Wars because Disney owns the property. Um, I, I'm on a Disney boycott. I quit watching all the comic book movies um, in a crazy roundabout way. They, they freaking own DC Comics. Um, so I stopped. I'm I'm not supporting I'm not supporting a company that damages children. And when I say damage children, I mean damages children. 
and I'm not going on some wild conspiracy theory here. It's it's known. It's known in Hollywood. It's known amongst people that Disney damages children. And uh, you do the research yourself. I'm not going to talk about that here. Other than to say they damaged Britney Spears when she was part of the Mouseketeer. It's the Mouseketeer Club. Yeah. You know, she was, she was driving down that road when she was very, very young. And uh, no, no, she had no chance. She had no chance. So, no, we don't need psychiatrists. What we need is responsible adults in these children's lives. And, and stop looking at the dollar signs and start looking at the well-being of the child. Okay, my child's talented here, but... You know, she needs to go get her education first. She needs to go live as a normal human being, a normal adult first, and then pursue her talents if that's what she wants to do. Nobody at 10 or 12 years old knows what they want to do for the rest of their life. I don't care who says it. They don't know. Like, I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was, um... Oh, God, forever, all the way up to about middle school. And then I realized that, okay, well, you know, it's going to be a little tough for me because I don't drive, and it's going to be a little tough for me because, you know, um, I'm not really planning on, you know, uh, doing what I have to do, you know, getting getting that direction you know um there's way too much school involved now back in the day indiana jones you didn't need a doctorate degree in anthropology and all this good stuff to be an archaeologist you just you went and had adventures you know that's and indiana jones is why i wanted to be an archaeologist but uh you don't you don't really know i wound up being a computer tech for 20 years and that was much more rewarding to me than 12 years of school on top of 12. So 24 years of school <laughs> was way more entertaining and fulfilling to me. So no 10 or 12-year-old knows what they really what they want to do. Uh, yeah, you know, you might talk to a police officer. Yeah, when I was 10 years old, I talked to a cop and it inspired me to be a police officer. Yeah, you may kind of planted that seed in your head and it, it stayed. You didn't really know. You just kept reaffirming every few years. Yeah, I still want to be a cop. Yeah, I think I still want to be a cop. And you eventually knew that that's what you wanted to do, and you went and pursued it. So you don't need mental health experts tangling up. Now, these song lyrics are expressing a deeper demon within you, and I feel like that maybe if you would write songs about more positive energies that perhaps you would feel better. No, 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 no. Music in itself is therapy for most of the musicians who create it. The problem is, like I said, irresponsible adults in these children's lives making or allowing their children to become super famous too soon. That is our problem. This girl here, this rapper girl, this white chick with blonde hair who, who thinks she's a rapper, uh, she doesn't even look like she's 20 years old, man. How long has she been doing this? You know? 
no, 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 no. I don't appreciate her uh, appropriating the name Iggy either because, you know, there's only one Iggy Pop, okay? There's only one Iggy. So um, I don't care who you are, you know, you're definitely not Iggy Pop. And nobody names their kid Iggy. That is a stage name, just like Lady Gagooga. Um, I'm sorry. I'm triggered by this. No. You, this lady was... Famous too soon. That's why she's got mental health problems. Now, now it's a cause. This is my cause. What, what, what the hell are you going to do? You going to ruin music now? Rap music's going to get all feely? Okay, that's fine. We got an LL Cool J. We got an LL Cool J. We got a few others, you know. Okay, all right. So that uh that that's pretty much that rant. Um, see what Billboard has to say. They're always a bundle of joy, aren't they? Casey Musgraves, I like her. Um, Casey Musgraves sets the scene, quote unquote, for a new song with some heartbreaking lyrics. Now, she's modern country. She's like pop country. She's not like legit country. Uh, but I like her. Uh, I've, I've heard a couple of her songs. She does, this, she does this one song, you know, something about a high horse or something. And I, it's kind of catchy. And I'm, I've seen a couple of her interviews, and I'm, I'm like, you know, she she seems pretty down to earth. I'm not going to. I'm not really going to get on her too much about um I'm reading headlines here. Um trying to figure out what I want to talk. All of this is just uh, activism. <laughs> uh there's another word for it, which I refuse to use, but all these headlines on Billboard and these music headlines, it's all activism. Everybody's got a cause. Uh, why does everything have to have a cause? You, you like, I don't, you know, uh, uh, when I play music, I do it to get away from all of this. And when people listen to music, they listen to music to get away from all of this. That's why... I've, that's why I'm not, oh, my God, this turned into something political. Really not trying. I'm really not trying to do it, but I can't help it. I'm trying to read the news here, and it's everywhere. There's no, like, music news here. It's 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 political and it's activism news that just so happens to be entertainers. That, hmm. Okay. All right. Let's, um. Calm down, Mr. Toothman. Calm down. Calm down, Bob. Calm down. Let's go to Rolling Stone. That's uh that's an old haunt of ours by this time. I don't see the same headlines. Um Music News. Oh, speaking of LL Cool J. Okay. Maybe this is the savior of our little news segment here. The headline reads, and this is Rolling Stone. Uh, you can find it on rollingstone.com, obviously. 
Um, he's performing at the New York Homecoming show. Um, he's joined on stage by Reverend, whoever that is, Fat Joe, whoever that is. I know who Buster Rhymes is, and more. Okay, cool. LL Cool J invited several friends, including Fat Joe, Buster Rhymes, Remy Ma, and French Montana. For where do they get these stupid names from? French Montana. Is there anybody in Montana that wants to be associated with France? And is there anybody in France that knows anything about Montana? I do know that Frank Zappa. Wanted to uh, have a dental floss farm in Montana. Those Zappa fans out there will get it. Um, Let's see here. So this homecoming concert's a big thing. It was Saturday night. Mama said knock you out, obviously, for the crowd. Rev run. Rev run. What does that even mean? Rev run. I I'm I I'm just I'm not in the right time. I'm I'm not I'm not supposed to be in this generation. I'm supposed to be I supposed to have been long gone by now. None of this stuff makes sense to me. Thought I was gonna read some LL Cool J news, but um No, there is none. Okay, freaking New York homecoming concert. Y'all want to know about the homecoming concert? That's all over here. Every all the artists I'm trying to read about. Oh, New York's home. You know what? I New York can just. I'm not gonna read anything about New York. Oh, okay. Here's something that ain't got anything to do with New York. Speaking of um, damaging children, (laughs) the child damager himself, R. Kelly. I did not know that he was on trial still. Thought all this was taken care of. R. Kelly trial, former... Former tour manager, physician, testify against singer. He's guilty. He's on video. Being, I mean, it's clearly, I mean, why, why is this even a question? Document of the, the movie was actually pretty scary by itself. I did watch that. Okay, let's see here. Five books that will transform you. That has got nothing to do with music. Rolling Stone here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, anyway, it looks like R. Kelly's going down, and he should. Um, I don't care who you are. You take advantage of children. Um. You just you take advantage of children or hurt children any kind of way. You 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 just gotta go. Um. Okay, Nancy Griffith. I think I know her. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, this is musicnews.com. Uh, musicnews.com, and it's, uh, like I said, Nancy Griffith. All it's saying, she's an older uh, musician, singer. Um, apparently, she's been forced to postpone a number of shows for a balance of September after surgery on her hands. Uh, Wow, carpal tunnel, I wonder. No details on surgery, so you're filling up a couple pages here. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's no details here, so we're going to move on. If you're a fan of Nancy Griffin, uh, which I might be, I'm gonna go look her up after the show and uh, let's see what she's all about. Okay, we're gonna talk about Britney Spears. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Britney Spears was coerced out of her ability or right to manage herself by her father. Under the grounds that she is somehow uh, not fit. And as a result, um, she's damn near broke and he's making a kajillion dollars off of her. So, um, her mother is divorced from this asshole. So that's, that's good news. But I'm still putting, I'm still throwing blame out there to, to the parents here. But anyway, Brittany had uh, had enough, and she took her dad to court uh, recently, and she's making huge strides uh, forward, and um, just trying to read here. Uh, she's making strides forward, although it is an uphill battle. Um, and um, she's trying to get control of her estate back, her own property, her, her music rights, her royalties, all of this. She's trying to get all that back. And um, will she be able to do it? I, I don't know. Um, I'm rooting for her, though. I am rooting for her. Uh, but anyway, this particular news article, I just, like I said, I was trying to read ahead there for a little bit. Uh, her mother, Lynn, is pleased her ex-husband, Jamie, has agreed to step down from the controversial conservatorship. That That's basically where he's got power of attorney over everything. And... Uh, Apparently, he knew that was going to be an uphill battle. And uh looks like Brittany's going to make some progress here. I'm just going to wrap it up there. Um, I'll leave it at that. And that was the news. All right, that was the news. Hope you all found that interesting. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and recap uh, what the show was about. And... Uh, some final thoughts and uh, some ways y'all can get a hold of me, or one way that y'all can get a hold of me right now. 
and I reactivated a, an abandoned email account uh, that I can make public. And um, I'll use that for communication uh, for the show. So if y'all want to get a hold of me, listen carefully because I don't have a website or anything. This is going to be the only way y'all can get a hold of me if you've got any kind of feedback. And uh, just bear with me. Um, I will try to get back to you or I'll try to at least acknowledge that I've got your mail. But it might take me a while because I don't really have the greatest access to this email that I would that I once had. Like I said, it's an abandoned email that I reactivated and I really don't access it a whole lot or have the ability to. But I can every now and then go through some hoops and get to it and check it and it's full of spam and this, that and the other thing. And uh I think it'd be perfect <laughs> I think it'd be perfect to uh to share for y'all on the show. Okay, so listen carefully. B U G D O M as in man M A N at Yahoo.com. B U G D O M M A N at Yahoo.com. It's two M's in there. B U G Bug Doom Man. No space, all lowercase. B U G D O M M A N at Yahoo.com. All right. Uh, B U G D O M M A N at Yahoo.com. And uh, if you've got any feedback or anything like that, use that email for now. If that changes, I will let you know in future episodes. But right now, I'm kind of just jerry-rigging this all together and just making it work. Um, and I'm just, just recap on everything, archive.org, people. It's a great resource. And when you do send that email, let me know what you've discovered on archive.org. And... Uh, just I'm fascinated because I'm one person. I can only look at so much of it. Uh, I, I have this urge just to, oh, I want to know. I want to know everything. I want to look at this whole site, but I can't. There's no way. So some of y'all out there who are interested, go to archive.org and uh, go check it out. Use the email, B-U-G-D-O-M-M-A-N at yahoo.com. Send me some feedback or send me a link to what you found. Let me check it out. Like I said, all the 20th century is is covered there. Um, All the 78 recordings, all the radio programs and stuff. I mean, it's just a treasure. It is a treasure. Uh, If you're interested in history and just anything like that. And... uh, I think in the news segment I covered... How the music industry abuses children. I think we need to get to the root cause of the mental illness instead of trying to band-aid the damage. You know what I mean? Let's prevent it. Let's prevent that mental illness from hitting. Because I'm 45 years old. I'm a musician myself. I'm not famous, but, you know, I got my shit together. And uh, I kind of feel like these young people out there, they need better adults in their lives. and. Uh, 
So let's let's nip this mental illness in the butt. Let's prevent the mental illness from happening. Instead of introducing more doctors into people's lives. That's the last thing we need to do. And uh that's kind of the synapses. News kind of sucked this week because everybody's got a cause. And I don't I don't want to make this about causes. I want to make this about music, the music industry, uh recording, audio you know that kind of thing so i was a little bit disappointed um because i like the i like the format of the news but if i have to change it go dig and get these stories the relevant stories up ahead of time to talk about that i do care about um looks like i may have to do that um just really dig deep in there and try to find some nugget and then curate it but y'all really like the the winged approach to the news you find that very entertaining based on what you've told me and uh i want to do it that way because it feels more natural to me but if i've got to go curate the news and have a segment pre-recorded or you, you you know, if I've got to prepare for that segment, then okay, that's what I'm going to have to do. In fact, next episode, on episode five, I may try it that way. Just see what y'all think. And if it's better quality, uh, we'll just go from there. But, you know, if not, oh, well. You, you know, I don't feel like uh, at this point it's early in the game. So the rules haven't been made or established yet. So... You tell me how you want me to do the news, and I'll consider either way. But right now, I think for episode five, I'm just going to curate some news articles ahead of time that I think are relevant to what you and I care about. Because uh, you're my audience, and uh, the fact that you're taking the time out of your busy day and all the options you've got out there, and you're taking the time to listen to this uh, it's important to me, and I want to make sure I do the best I can, and uh, still keep it, you know, organic and dynamic. You, you know, all the icks, you know what I'm saying, without the politics, you know what I'm saying. So uh, that'll do it for this show. Yesterday ran, uh, yesterday, uh, the last show ran a little long because we had that special guest segment with Geo, and uh, this time these are going to be about an hour long, probably slightly under. Depends on if I run out of things to talk about or not. Or they might be a little longer, depending on, you know, how how bad of a rant I get about Disney, you know. I know some of you out there are just Disney fans because of your childhood and they got all the cute princesses and everything. And, I, and I'm sorry I feel the way I do. I wish I could love Disney, but I can't. And um, that's why, because they abuse children. And I care about children more than I do entertainment. So, having said that, that'll be a wrap on this one. And tune in next time. Remember, uh, just in case y'all ain't got the schedule yet, uh, this is going to be released every Sunday. At some point Sunday, you will get a new episode. And I'm going to do another plug. Uh, Geek vs. Geek will record its first episode this week. It's probably going to be re-released Friday. So be on the lookout for Geek versus Geek this coming Friday. And uh, 
we are in the midst of curating the topic uh, list for that show. And uh, it's going to be really good. Um, we're going to cover some ground there. And it's going to be more topical, more current event. Uh, it's not going to be, you know, just pigeonholed into one topic like this show is. Um, so if you find this show a little boring, you may want to bounce over to Geek versus Geek. Of course, I would love it if you listen to both. But you may not want to do that. But if you're finding this a little Hard to follow, a little, you know, well, it's not really my thing. And I understand. I'll just jump over to Geek versus Geek. You should be able to find it everywhere you find this. But it's going to be released Fridays um, per current schedule. So we're going to start work on that this week. Um, and then we'll release final episode on Friday and every Friday after that we'll have a new geek versus geek episode and looking forward to doing that. And that will obviously be with Gio who was my guest speaker or guest uh, on episode three. And I will talk to you all next time on episode five. And uh, like I said, I'm going to revamp the news segment a little bit, try to polish that up and make it more relevant to what you and I care about. And with that, I will grant you all a good night, good day, good morning, whenever it is you listen to this. And I hope it finds you in peace, wellness, and health. Thank you and goodbye.